Hey, it's Tree Staten here and welcome back to The Real Bag where we are pursuing life's intangible valuables. So if this is your first time tuning in, I hope that you um, are doing well. I know this is the start of the new year and as you can tell by the title, I'm just about to jump right into reality and be super, super transparent. If you haven't been able to listen to my introductory episode, go ahead, listen to that really quick. It's about 12 minutes. Um, It'll give you a little bit of foundation of what this podcast is about and what intangible valuables are, because I'll be referencing those throughout this podcast, throughout the episodes to come. What if your new year is not so happy or when your new year is not so happy? I was driving and, you know, I have people still sending me text messages, happy new year, happy new year. But the reality is sometimes we transition to a new year and we're like, I'm not happy. (laughs) Y'all can save it. Stop texting me. I'm discouraged. I'm lonely. Um, I'm sad. I'm upset that my 2018 did not end the way that I thought it would. I'm sad that my 2019 is not starting the way that I thought it would. And our reality of our circumstances or situations are overshadowing our faith. If you know me or if you listen to the um, introductory episode, you know that I'm a believer of Jesus Christ. Um, And my faith is very, very, very real to me. But sometimes our reality, man, our faith can get wavered. I've never lost faith, but my faith has been wavered. And I think that's just the reality of the Christian life. Sometimes you have moments where you're just on the mountaintop and you are standing on the promises of God. And then there are other moments where you're like, I know the promises of God, but are they really for me? And so you may be in a situation where you're in this new year and you're looking at everybody's timeline and everybody's feed and Insta stories and, and Facebook stories and live feeds and all this other stuff. And you... You tried everything to get in the mood, the celebratory mood of 2019. You took an impromptu vacay or you went on a shopping spree or you changed up your look. You cut your hair or you added some hair like me or you colored your hair. You went out with your friends or you met up with your crew at church. However you spent your New Year's or however you um, attempted to get in the mood and it still didn't work. You pop bottles, whether it be champagne or sparkling grape juice. You feel worse just watching everybody's timeline and everybody's putting their best nine, you know, compilation pictures on Instagram and everybody's sharing their stats on their business ventures and how much money they made and they bought a new house or they bought a new car before the end of the year or they just got engaged or they're expecting a baby or they have new projects coming out 1-1-2019 or they, you know, found new freedom and victory and God has blessed them in tremendous ways. And you're still like stuck. <laughs> I gained weight. I didn't lose weight. You still like, okay, everybody's showing that before and afters and my after looks worse than my before. <laughs> um, you're in between jobs. You may have lost a job or you may be dealing with um, a newly found health issue or you're working through some health challenges or you may be dealing with um, shame and guilt of some decisions and choices that you made last year. And just to be quite transparent in 
that's one of the components of the real bag. I'm going to be super, super transparent and real and talk about where I've been and where I am and where I, where I'm attempting to go. Last year, January 1st, 2018, I was stuck. I was super, super (laughs) just down on myself. I was struggling with the spirit of shame and guilt um, because of a decision that I made. I allowed the spirit of lust and my flesh to take over. So January 1st, 2018, I was like, trees, like seriously, I journaled about it and I was just like, man, I thought I was over this thing and clearly I'm not. And to be honest, I, I know better. I've been in church my entire life. I'm a PK. Um, I serve in ministry. I've had the awesome opportunity to serve in ministry in various capacities, full-time, part-time at various ministries. And still, I found myself struggling with different things. So January 1, 2018, I was not feeling it. I wasn't feeling the whole new year, new me. I have all these goals planned out. I have my action steps. I'm organized. I'm prepared. I was none of those things. I was just like, man, just stuck. I was super, super stuck. So I understand how it feels to come into a new year, quote unquote, and not be happy. And be discouraged and be in your feelings. But I feel like once you understand where you are and you're self-aware and you're transparent and say, you know what, this is where I am, it only gets better from there. One of my favorite people in the Bible who I feel like was so self-aware was my homie Paul. I love Paul. He's probably my favorite writer um, of the New Testament. He wrote majority of the New Testament. And in Philippians 4, he is encouraging the church at Philippi to rejoice in the Lord always. He's telling them to be mindful of what they're thinking about. And then when we get to Philippians 4, verse 11, he says, I have learned how to be content with whatever I have. How can you learn without being taught? (laughs) Okay, how can you learn without being taught? And then he goes on to say, I know how to live on almost nothing or with everything. I have learned the secret of living in every situation, whether it is with a full stomach or empty, with plenty or little. And I thought about that, learning something. No one teaches us how to breathe. We come out the womb, they may have to spank us out, maybe remove some things out of our mouth, our airway passages, but no one has to coach us on how to breathe. It's innate. It's something that God has created us with the ability to know how to breathe. But being content, we have to learn how to be content. So here's some things about learning. Learning requires a teacher. Okay, you can go back to school. You can go back to when somebody taught you how to ride a bike or tie a shoe or, you know, you started a new job or you're in school and grad school and you're trying to figure out a system, a new software Somebody had to teach you, whether it was manual or training, virtual training, or somebody stood over your shoulder, somebody had to teach you. And in my case, of course, my teacher is God. Okay, he be pulling out all the problems. Like, okay, you think you over it? Pass this test. Sometimes I pass them, sometimes I fail them. Learning also requires constant reinforcement. You don't learn something just off the first time you do something. If you do, you know, there are geniuses, there are people with photographic memories and things like that. I'm not talking about that. 
I'm talking about those complex issues. You have to go through it and approach it several times for you to actually learn how to do something. Being content is so different than breathing. It does not happen automatically. So I thought about different situations and and seasons in my life where I was discontent, I was indifferent, I was upset um, about where I was, um, whether it had to do with my um, my weight or my professional career or um, in ministry or in life, in my personal life. And I had to think back and I say, okay, how did I get out of that space? Securing the bag of contentment, okay? Let's secure the bag of contentment. First, start with gratefulness. When is the last time that you actually took inventory, a real look at your life and say, you know what? Things could be much worse. No, I didn't buy a house this year or last year. I probably won't buy one this year, but I have somewhere to live. It may be a one bedroom apartment. It may be a studio and I may even be staying at somebody's house, but at least I'm somewhere safe. You may be on unemployment, but at least you're getting some finances. At least you have some resources or you didn't get that contract signed that you thought you would have. I always say this. There is somebody that would switch places with you in a heartbeat. Always. You may feel like, man, I'm the only one going through this or nobody would want my life. Trust me. There is somebody that would want your life. There is somebody who is lonely who would want to be married. Or that some there's somebody that's married who would want to be single. Or there's someone who um, has a high level position, job, or career, and they just want to be an entrepreneur. They want to be a free spirit, but no, they have this heavy weight of obligation and responsibility on their shoulders, and they're not able to be free. So there's always someone willing and waiting to switch places with you. Number two, get off the comparison train. Oh my goodness. We compare our lives to so many people and it's so easy now with social media. And I love the tool of social media and being able to network and connect with different people across the world. But the double-edged sword of that is that you're comparing, you're constantly comparing yourself to someone else. This person lost 10 pounds and you haven't lost any or you gained 10 pounds. This person just bought a car and yours just got repossessed or you're barely making your car note payment. This person just got engaged and you just got out of the worst relationship ever. Or this person um, loves their job and you are miserable and you can't seem to find your way out. Comparison only leads to discouragement and lies. I think comparison is one of the, the enemy's biggest tools. He'll tell you that you're not good enough. He'll tell you that you're a failure. He'll tell you that you'll never amount to anything. He'll tell you that you'll never get married or that you'll never have a child, or you'll never get this business off of the ground, or nobody wants to hear your story. He'll tell you so many lies because we compare ourselves to other people. And we're looking at our lives, comparing them to the highlight reel of someone else. You may think that you're so close to these people on social media and you know they're your sis or bro, or even in person, but you do not know what they're going through when they're behind closed doors. So many people posted videos on New Year's Eve, you know, the countdown, whether it was uh, in a club or in church, they were shouting or they were turning up. Um, but they went home and they may have cried themselves to sleep 
or they were just so discouraged that yeah they might have been tipsy but when they got home they just got stupid drunk because they could not handle the pressure of not being where they want wanted to be stop and get off the comparison train get off of social media for a while take a week take two weeks take however long god tells you to because sometimes social media can be the death of us number three Set some realistic short-term goals to help you get out of this temporary rut. What are some things that you really, really can do? Some people, they only have the strength to actually get up, take a shower, put some clothes on, and maybe go for a walk. What can you do in this moment to take a step to get out of this rut? Maybe that's setting up a financial plan for the next month. Maybe that's setting a weekly goal of being around people that love you. Maybe it's cutting off some people that you know don't love you. What are some things that you can take control of today that you can do? Instead of going out and filling a void and shopping and getting temporary satisfaction, how about researching investments? How about looking at your credit report and saying, you know what, I can pay this off, this off, and this off within this time frame. Set some short-term realistic goals because those small steps will allow you to get out of this temporary rut. Number four, talk it out. Call one of your trusted friends, somebody that can give you wise counsel, someone who can listen to you, um, listen to you vent and not judge you and be with you and stand by you. I know for me personally, when I'm going through something or I am in a state of discontentment, I will isolate myself and those closest to me know when I'm going through something because I won't post as much or I'll be really silent or I won't reach out as much and those people close to me will be like, okay, what's going on? Let's talk about it. So talk it out with a friend or you may need to seek out a professional therapist, okay? I am actually in the process of seeking out a new therapist. I am an advocate for therapy. Maybe you need to seek out some unbiased professional help that can guide you to getting out of this temporary rut. And number five, one of my personal favorites is spending some quality time with God. Okay. If you're not super spiritual and you don't want to hear about Jesus, I'm sorry. That's, it's just in me. It's just in me to talk about because that's who I am. Spend some quality time with God, like for real quality time. Not just let me open up my Bible app or listen to a sermon, but really tuning out everything, sitting still, journaling, putting some music on, some worship music on, and allowing the Holy Spirit to minister to your heart, allowing God the room to speak to you where you are. I love this song by Jonathan McReynolds. He has a song called Make Room, and it's just saying that, God, I am allowing you the space and the opportunity and the room to do what it is that you need to do through me. Sometimes our lives can be so cluttered. We have so much going on. Work, we have home, we have families, we have ministry obligations, we have our dreams and desires and our hopes and our business ventures and all these things clouding um, our space or crowding our space. Social media and the pressure of building your brand and being an influencer and branching out and making your reach larger and making your name known. We have all these things crowding our space, our mental and emotional capacity, and we're not leaving room for God to do his work. And he's like, look, I'm, 
I'm not competing with all that. Okay. So you go ahead, you have all this stuff going on, juggling all these balls in the air, barely catching them, letting them drop. And when you come to a point where all the, all the balls that you're juggling are on the floor. Okay. I'll be here. So spend some quality time with God. And for me personally, that looks like intentionally setting a target time to have my devotion period, to meditate, to journal, to listen to some worship music. I can always tell when I'm not in tune with God because I feel that uneasiness. I feel the discontentment. I feel the indifference. So start with 5, 10, 20 minutes, 15 minutes on your way to work or on your way back from dropping off the kids to school. Set some time aside that you are just completely open to what the Holy Spirit wants to say to you. And it's in those moments that I have personally have gotten so much clarity and freedom, not around a church full of people, not at an altar call, even though God can move in those moments. But for me, I've gotten the most clarity, deliverance and breakthrough spending time with God by myself in my personal space. If this episode or this podcast has blessed you in any type of way, please let me know. Inbox me, share it on Instagram or Facebook or Twitter. Um, Reach out to me, DM me. Please inbox me. I would love to hear from you. Um, Make sure that you're following me on those social media platforms. I am at Tree Staten and I put everything in the show notes so that you can directly get to those pages. Subscribe, rate, leave a comment on this podcast. Because I know that there are people out there who love God, may serve in the church, or may not even have a relationship with Jesus, and they don't understand why they're not happy. And in that space is when the enemy will begin to tell us lies. So send this episode, please, to anybody that you feel could benefit and be encouraged by. That's it for this podcast. Again, my name is Tree State, and I'm going to just say a quick prayer. God, you are so amazing. There was no one like you in all the earth. I am so honored that you allowed me to share from my heart, Lord God, and I pray the people that may be tuned in, whether it's still in January or if it's in November, Lord God, that you would touch them right where they are. You know the lies that the enemy is trying to tell them, Lord God. I ask that you would encourage their spirits, Lord God. I ask that you reveal yourself to them like never before. Comfort them in their time of need, Lord God. Provide clarity. In the name of Jesus, I bind the attacks of the enemy. In the name of Jesus, I bind the spirit of suicide, depression. I bind the spirit of low self-esteem and low self-worth, Lord God. We are made in your image. You created us for a purpose. And even though we may be confused on what it is that you want us to do, Lord God, provide clarity. Open our eyes. Remove the skills from our eyes and allow us to see ourselves the way that you see us. God, I give you praise. I give you honor for what you are always do. It's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Take care.